Welcome to Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I'm your host, Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist and President and CEO of Paradium. My teams and I redefine success for purpose-driven families and businesses by challenging social norms and balancing family and finance to build kingdom impact and generational prosperity. I believe that there are families and businesses that have learned to give a new definition to the word success from a kingdom perspective. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 20 to 30 minutes where we take traditional thinking and turn it upside down. Welcome everyone, this is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist here for another episode of Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. And joining me today is Mamika Cooney. Um, this was something I found, this is going to be so amazing today. She's just written a book called Unstuck Your Mind, but it was a the thing that really hit me, that had me excited to have her on, was a statement that I found on her website, which was, Renew your mind, rewire your brain God's way. And there are so many other ways to do it, but if we're going to do it, let's do it God's way. And I could not just with when I saw that, I was like, I've got to have Namika on the show. So Namika, thank you for being here. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. As I said, this is always fun to be able to talk about kingdom and business and mindset. We're going to be here all night. This is going to be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, buckle in, everybody. Hey, Mika, before we kind of start talking about the, tell my audience a little bit about you outside of business and neuroscience and everything else that mm-hmm. you're excited well, about. Here's a fun fact. I'm a competitive uh, figure, st- figure skater. I do figure skating on the side. But <laughs> In your free I'm, time. Yes, but I didn't know how to do it until I was an adult. I didn't wow. learn this as a child. So I'm my own guinea pig. I learned how to figure skate at the age of 31 when I went and took my daughter one day. And I was like, oh, this feels like flying. But, you know. I have ballet training, but it's a little different. So I always say, if you, I, I'm proof that you can teach an old dog new tricks. Mm, mm, <laughs> that's fantastic. So you've been married. You, you've got a husband, children. Tell the audience a little bit about that. Yes. So I have been married for 27 years to my childhood sweetheart, mm. known him for most of my adult life. Um, we have three kids together. We have a, our oldest is 24 um, and she's living the life in Spain. And I have a 22-year-old. He's also out of the house. And then my youngest is 12, almost 13. And that's super fun because she thinks she's an adult as well. And being a mom has always been my, you know, my number one goal in terms of how I've run my schedule, how the kind of business models I've, I've, I've chosen and how I just really do life. Because family is really important to me. And um, yeah, so this has been fun. Both my husband and I are entrepreneurs. Oh. We started together. We don't make very good employees. Uh-huh. We want to be the boss and tell everyone what to do. So he runs a SaaS company today. And we started working together in the digital marketing space. Back when the internet first came out. Now I'm dating wow. myself. This was like 95. Yeah. So, um, and it's been a fun ride. I'm originally from South Africa, hence the accent. But I live in the, in the, the good old South in North mm-hmm. Carolina. And uh, we've been here 17 years now. So wow. lots of fun and lots of stories and lots of adventures, especially when you are on on God's timing and God's track. And uh, I always say with God, he uh, gives you the test first and then the lesson. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mika, what are, you, what are you most passionate about today? 
Hmm. Well, you know, again, the, the list is very long because yeah. I have lots of things that I have found very exciting. But what I'm really excited about is to me, I'm very legacy based. I'm very much about, I want to make sure that what I'm doing today is going to pay mm. dividends for myself, my children, my future grandchildren mm. and for other people. Cause I'm not happy with just, you know, I would say reach of one. Yeah. I'm, I like to be able to make sure that whatever I'm doing in life, I'm very altruistic and have this idea of, you know, being a seed planter. Mm. And I love to plant seeds so that people can, you know, grow trees and vineyards from those seeds. So mm. I'm pretty much, I'd say, oh, a pioneer and I always uh, described as the Deborah at heart, you know, very much going to go, Ray, go and get the storm, yeah. go running towards the fire and, you know, uh, protect the innocent. But, you know, we all designed for a reason and they are, we go through different seasons in life. And I've just learned to go with the flow with the Lord. And I will admit, I am a recovered perfectionist. I gave up my membership to Control Freaks Anonymous. <laughs> and for someone who likes to be in control, that was quite difficult. It was a bit of a fight between me and God. But eventually, once I gave him permission to take control of my life, I've been sitting in the back seat with my head out the window, just enjoying the ride. So oh, there you so go. Good. That's so good. How are you getting to live out this passion the best right now? Well, I'm pretty much, you know, what is so funny is, I, you know, and I'm sure we'll get dive into this is that, you know, we go through seasons in life and we kind of pick up tools. I, I always think of it as going mm. on a journey, right? And you, you, you yeah. pick up passengers and sometimes you can let them out. And sometimes you get some junk on the trunk, which we've got to right. get rid of. Right. Um, but other times I feel like there are certain seasons where we can't figure out what we're doing with ourselves. But then mm. in the future, we look back, we go, oh, that's why I did that. Yeah, right? so as an example, like I've always loved to write as a child, but I would say I'm first a speaker, then a writer. But mm. I have that creative writing um, feel to what I do, even though I've been, you know, professional speaker, coach, whatever, fill in the bank, entrepreneur. Um, and what I'm finding is is quite amusing is having fun with with God lately is he's bringing back these old desires and things that I enjoyed doing when I was younger. He's kind of saying, oh, you know, that thing you did, like that idea you had, how about we go back and play a little here? So writing, coming back to writing books has really been Mm. Um, the season I'm in and I'm enjoying that. And I even, I haven't told anyone else because we're the first to know I'm working on a trilogy series of a fiction book. Epic. It's going to be like Marvel for the spiritual world. Really? Oh, that's cool. That's so, cool. You, you know, going to give Ted Decker a run for his money? Oh yeah. I tell you, I have uh, <laughs> lots of visions and dreams. I'm a huge dreamer and I wake up and like writing down these scripts and uh, I actually was a professional photographer for 15 years. Wow. So again, even though I let that season die and I thought, you know, that business laid aside as I went into did, did the mom thing and the seasons in my life. It's funny how God's bringing you back saying, you know what? I want to tap back into that creativity. You kind of put that mm. on the shelf and you, it's gathering a little bit of dust. Mm. But what I'm finding right now is just uh, just being in the moment and saying what what sparks joy. You know, what are the things that, you know, really brings delight to me? And I, and it's been hard for someone who's been very perfectionist minded, performance minded, got to do the things. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's it's kind of been a fun ride just going back and picking up things that, you know, like dusting off my camera off the shelf and, mm. you know, getting fiddling in Photoshop. And like even last night I was messing with the AI <laughs> meta journey, the mid journey software, like making AI photos. I was like, ooh, this is fun. <laughs> And I think that's the whole point is we can't be so serious. Right. We can't be so serious about life, you know? Yeah. So that's what I'm doing right now is just being in the season and just going with the flow. My experience in doing the show and meeting other believers, especially those who have such a passion for surrender to God, is that they've been broken a couple of times. 
Meaning yep. the guy that, that <laughs> you know, like you said, tried to sit in the driver's seat. I'd love to hear just kind of a few stories of where um, God had to get his point across to get you out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Get out of my own way. Yeah. Well, for me, what I do now, uh, I've spent the last five years really diving into coaching neuroscience, how the mind works, what is all this, you know, everything from hormones and the spirituality side. But there was a reason is because I was a hot mess. I fell apart, burnt out, you know, mm. the wheels fell off the bus, totally lost the plot because mm. I had been going on my own direction, on my had my own GPS coordinates. I was like, okay, God, yeah, I'm glad you're here, but you know, you can sit in the back seat of my life. I know what I'm doing. I'm in control. Right. And he's like, okay, I'm going to sit here when you're ready. And eventually what happened was I had pushed myself to burnout and breakdown about mm. six years, six, seven years ago. I had a trifecta event where, you know, I was running the business, doing the mom thing, you know, doing all the things. Uh, then within a very short space of time of like two months, I lost my mother-in-law to cancer mm. and she was a strong woman of faith. She was always an example to me of, you know, and taught me a lot about uh, the spiritual side and inner healing and all that. And the fact is that I was like angry with God, like, mm -hmm. God, you say you heal and what is up with this? And uh, coupled with that, I had uh, a business launch that didn't go well and ended up in debt. And then I had uh, one of my children in had a mental health crisis where we had to pull them out of school and do all the interventions and all the things. And eventually my body just gave up. I mm. literally had pushed and pushed and pushed because prior to that, my husband and I were, um, you know, we've been entrepreneurs since 95 and we decided we wanted to build a business outside of South Africa. So in 2000, we left South Africa in 2000 and moved to England for five mm -hmm. years. And then in 2006, we moved again. So we immigrated twice in the state, in the, in the time of like five and a half years. Yeah. And when we moved the second time, um, well, the first time I was pregnant with my middle child and then the, you know, moving to America, you know, it's all, all well moving house, but moving country and culture and the whole right. thing and businesses, we had to start our businesses all over again. So there was just a lot of trauma, a lot of stress, and I'd never given myself time to breathe. I was always, I always say I'm always in combat mode. I'm ready mm -hmm. to fight. I'm ready just to do. And, you know, I have a very high pain threshold. So I'll just keep going until I'll be like, oh, I wonder what that is. Oh, wow. Maybe I should eat, you know. <laughs> right. um, and just kept going until I physically burnt out mm. and realized I came to the end of my rope. I literally couldn't get out of bed. I was so emotional. I've never experienced grief like that. You know, when you feel like your body aches and you, mm. you physically hear all sort of the ugly snot cry, like Ugh, right. nobody wants to see that. And I sat and, you know, I didn't have the motivation to get out of my pajamas for three months. Felt very sorry for myself, having a major pity party. And through that process, though, God's like, okay, are you time? it's time to do the deep work. Are you ready to, mm. you know, ready to be still? Because being mm. still and resting is like, what? No. <laughs> um, so it was really hard. But he literally, like, I slammed into a, a stainless steel wall. The car was broke. The wheels fell off. The head gasket blew. We weren't not going anywhere. Right. So I'd realized, you know, God had been showing me signs along the way. And I always equate this to riding on the highway, right? You have the road signs and it's got the speed limit, like, hey, slow down. There's an, well, there's an exit coming. You need to go fill up with gas. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to keep going until eventually you can't. And right. what I'd realized that I, that is not advisable to wait mm -hmm. to get to that point. So mm -hmm. I had realized through that process and going back and doing the deep work and even things that were from my past, from when I was a kid, there mm -hmm. were lots of trauma and wounds and things. 
So, you know, God in his graciousness took me through an inner healing, inner healing journey. And I'm a journaler. Like I love to like write mm. things down and, you know, document and, and through that process, I realized I was writing and as the Holy Spirit was teaching me through things and eventually God says, okay, I want you to write the book now. And I'm like, hey, well, excuse me, what? Mm. I don't want anybody to know all this junk right. in my trunk nonsense. Are you serious? So I fought him long and hard. We know how well that goes. Yep. Um, and eventually I released that book in 2018 and it's called Warrior to Warrior, A Mother's Journey from Fear to Faith. It's, mm. you know, spiritual warfare and testimony and all that jazz. Um, and that really got me in the trajectory of, you know, like books and coaching and, and um, you know, mentoring and teaching is so important because I know that how it affected me and it helped me. Mm-hmm. And I really felt that I wanted to have help other people who were in that situation because I know what it was like to be in that situation when you're dealing with shame and blame, depression, anxiety. You don't want to tell people like everyone thinks your life is perfect. They look at your social media highlight reel and like, oh my gosh, she's so lucky. It's got all together. And I'm like, yeah, as if. Right. And then they realize you're, you know, you're a human being trying mm-hmm. to be a human doing and it doesn't work out very well. So through this whole process, you know, I've had to realize that God is the, in ultimate control and he will let me wear myself out until I give back him, give him control and get in order to get my life back. So through that process, you know, I spent the last sort of five years learning and reschooling. I went back and got certified as a coach. And then I've learned a lot about neuroscience. I've done a lot of in-depth study, like um, behavioral science, because I am a, I love to figure out, com- you know, um, complex information and make it into something and teach others. So really I went through the fire. I had to walk through that season. And now I feel it's my duty and responsibility and privilege to turn around and help others who have also been in that situation. So Mm -hmm. that's really a roundabout way of what it brought me here today. And what I'm finding is that God doesn't waste anything. All the things that I thought, even the painful pieces that I thought I'd have to die and let, let go and, you know, never come back. God, God is a, is a, is a very creative God. And he seems to know how to, all the pieces fit together, even though for me, it looks like a hot mess, but he's, uh, very nicely being able to use the things he needed to use. But the biggest thing, and I think you alluded to this earlier, is the biggest thing with is surrender. And this mm. is hard, especially when you are that kind of personality like I am, when you're a control freak and a perfectionist and you want everything organized and have it ordered. Um, I have friends and even like uh, family members who are what I call that childlike, la, 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 yeah. we're just going to go romping in the fields and pick <laughs> daisies and okay, God, whatever we're going to do. And I'm like, that would be nice. <laughs> Back home, I've got some work to do. Right. So, And I just think, you know, but being able to share the journey of just letting the Lord take control is so much more fun now. That yeah. he's, it's amazing now how instead of me holding so tight to what is the bottom line and what is the revenue and I'm going to do this thing and how is this going to work out as a business mm. model and what are the products and, you know, all the things. Like I say, I'm allergic to ma- mainstream uh, marketing methods and I am now just going with God's intention and his design. Mm. So much more fun and the pressure is off. I don't have to perform and be a circus monkey. It literally yeah. is so much more fun when you just let go and let God live and, and direct you. What? For people, so you're coaching people, you're talking to people right now. Have you found any way, especially for like the strong, hard nosed type A, to get to them before they crash the car? Have you found any way to get their attention? Well, that's what I'm hoping that this today is going to do is being able to make people aware that you don't have to wait until you blow up and break down in order to make a change, right? That the signs are always there. And if we're willing to just stop Mm -hmm. and, you know, be have that because awareness is key 
Like if we're not aware, if we have blind spots, we're just going to keep going, right? If you're not looking at the gas tank and realizing the light is flashing, like, hello, you yeah. know, we have to be willing to, um, to take a step back. And it is hard for us type A organized, you know, very motivated doing the things because here's another thing I find has really been a, a challenge and a struggle for me is we know that we're not of this world, yeah. but we live in the world and we are almost like feel like we forced to live according to the society of how you do things like, you know, got to make all the money and just do this and this, this hack and this email program and this marketing skill. And all of a sudden you'll be an overnight success and like, yeah. whatever, vomit. That's not how life works. Right. Right. But what I realized is, you know, when you are, are you, you met, you are, our programming is based on how living as Christians and believers, we have a different set of rules and the way we do life and doing mm -hmm. business. And it's often butts heads with the world system and there's a can be a lot of conflict and a yeah. lot of inner turmoil where you know that this is the wrong thing to do but you feel you're forced to do it because of this is how the world works but then how do you counteract that um and it can be really hard so that's why i said i just burnt the books on on ter in terms of all the strategies that i was taught yeah and i've had to break it down and i have this concept that i talk about a lot that i teach as well as in my books is the concept of you need to slow down to speed up Mm. you're going to be able to see the signs and to enjoy the scenery and to see when it's time to take a break and go to the restroom and fill up with <laughs> gas. You cannot be going at hundred miles an hour. You literally have to slow down be aware. And it also comes back to somatic awareness. Like our bodies, we are made, God made us amazingly. We're not just a mind. We're not just a spirit. We're not just a body. We are all three. So like, you know, if you're feeling anxious or nervous, your body's going to show you like you get this tightness in your chest and it's like <gasps> headaches and stomach yeah. aches, but we just like push through and we just think we're being heroes. We're just going to keep going and keep going. And then we're just going to pray for, pray to Jesus just to take it away. And and Jesus <laughs> is like, girl, when's the last time you had food? Like, right. I think you should go drink some water. Maybe you should stop eating all that junk. It's not helping you. And we're expecting some deep spiritual insight. And sometimes it's just practical. <laughs> so that's why I say slowing down to speed up seems counterintuitive, but if you well, but the are... most, I mean, you're, you're, you're alluding to this, the most dangerous phrase that I hear believing Christian entrepreneurs, it's like, I'm too busy to read my Bible or pray. I'm too busy to spend time with God. Yeah. And what is busy? Is busy supposed to be a badge? Like I'm not impressed. Right. Right. Last time I looked, being busy actually makes you look like you're actually not in tune with yourself. Because I was Correct. like that the same. I'd say, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. What you're trying to say is I'm actually so important that I'm so busy that I don't mm. have time for that. So really, it's a root of pride. Oh, it's good. Yeah, so if we look good. at it and we say, why am I, am I reacting? I'm a great proponent of asking questions. I used to drive my parents crazy when I was little, why is the sky blue and why is this and why is that? And curiosity is great because you start yes. to make, it forces you to look inward. And when you're curious about the way you're thinking, the way you're mm -hmm. speaking and the way you're acting, you hold them up and you go, oh girl, that ain't pretty. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Let's get rid of that. Nobody likes that pity party. Nobody likes the victim. Nobody likes to think if you're busy because really what you're telling the other persons, they're not good enough or worthy enough of your time. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of like, it's, it's not going good. Let's try a different approach. But again, it comes back to awareness. If we aren't humble enough to say, um, I think I messed up. I think I need to stop, slow down, and to see what I'm saying and how I'm behaving, we're going to just end up going. And the Lord is a gentleman. He will not force his will on you. He gave us free will. And he's going to wait for us to raise our hands and say, okay, give up, white flag. Yeah. You know, have your way, God. And then he's like, okay, good. Now we can finally get to work. Right. Right. One of the other things I find that's so deceptive, you, you mentioned this kind of about the world systems, is this idea, 
you know, scripture says that, you know, my yoke is easy, right? And so when we're living in the flow of his systems and his plans, all of the earthly anxiety and all that stuff just kind of seeps away. But because of the world systems, like when you're in the middle of all that, you can't ever believe that slowing down, like you said, slow down to speed up. You can, it's, it's so hard to believe that slowing down is really going to give you what you want. Exactly. And the way that uh, the way that I love to really explain this concept, if anyone has ever watched the Formula One, I know there's a series on Netflix right now. My husband and I are really into. It. Yeah. And this to me really speaks to me because I always see life as a journey in a car. Right. We've talked about speeding up, slowing down. You know, seeing the signs. If you think about it, for a Formula One driver, for that car to be at its optimum, he has to go for a pit stop. Yeah. So even if the if Formula One guys have to go and change their tires and get refueled, how? do we think any other vehicle is going to operate without maintenance, right? Mm -hmm. And this is the thing is we have to be willing to, to put our pride in our pocket and say, I don't have it all together. And here, even the thing about anxiety, it's another signal that mm. you are relying on yourself because really what is anxiety? It's, it's the fear of the future of something that might happen that actually often does not happen. Right. So anxiety is like, Oh my gosh, this is going to happen. And we, I call it the drama queen who gets on the train and she's on the runaway and she's already on like drama city down the road. And I'm like, girl, but we're not doing that today. Can we just not buy a ticket? Like, please, <laughs> Let's not be anxious. And this is what it takes a bit of practice, but it, it really is partnering with God for today and leaving tomorrow. And I know it sounds so cliche, but believe me, I've had to learn this the hard way. Right. And he's had to, you know, peel my sticky fingers off the, off the steering wheel sometimes to say, just calm down. Slowing mm. down seems very counterintuitive to those of us who get our self-worth from what we do. Mm. But the last time I checked, we're human beings, not mm. human doings. Right. So when we are doing, we have to ask ourselves, is this what God wants me to do? Or, and, and this is where it's for some people, it's the Mary Martha syndrome. Some of the Marys are fine. It's so happy just to sit and, you know, stare into Jesus's face where the most of us Marthas are in the kitchen trying to get things done. And it's a little hard. And it, as I said, it takes, uh, it's like habits, right? You have to become aware of the, and be aware of your thoughts and aware of what you're thinking. And a good way is to write things down. Like if you're not sure what's going on in your mind is to write it down. But also to recognize yourself, like I, my 12-year-old super smart. She's 12 going on 22. Yep. And she'll say, you know, she'll say something and I'll go, well, that's not a very nice thing to go. And she goes, mom, that's exactly what you do. And I'm like, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> okay. She goes, oh, you're so busy. You're, going to, you're too busy. And I'm like, uh-oh. Right. <laughs> okay, sorry. I have to apologize. And I said, and it's never a once and done approach. It's like, I have to con continually work on it mm -hmm. because- Capturing that thought when, of course, my body's in, instinct is to immediately freeze up when I feel anxious about something that's coming up and to start getting on the drama train and letting it go in its own direction. And I realize I have to take control. And this is through practicing is that mental awareness and cognition of what am I thinking? What am I feeling? Oh, I'm feeling tight in my chest. Why am I feeling tight in my chest? Mm. Get mm. curious. Ask yourself questions. Oh, why am I feeling nervous? Or, what, you know, somebody just said something and, oh, that kind of hurt. I, that felt like it hits a nerve. Instead of reacting and getting angry and going, ooh, there's some wounds we need to clean up. We need to go back to the drawing board. and and But being willing and saying, okay, God, I give you permission. Go mm -hmm. clean house. And uh, it can be, you know, it can take time, often longer than you think. But the longer you delay it, the longer it's going to it's, it's gonna mm -hmm. just extend this process. So it's really, the, it's the invitation of what are you willing to do today? Are you willing to partner with God and allow him to go in and, and clean out the things that he needs to clean out? 
or are you going to just keep going round and round the mountain, round the racetrack without stopping and refueling and wearing yourself out until you're no good to anyone? So yeah. that's really the question, and it's up to you to decide. Yeah, yeah. I had a good friend of mine one time. He taught me this, you know, and this at its core, this is going to sound so simple, but he's like, there's really just as a believer, there's really one way to live your life, but there's two questions you have to ask every single day. He said, one way to ask the question is, what do I want to do with God's stuff today? And the second one is, God, what do you want me to do with your stuff today? And it's that's it. It's the difference between a life lived in panic and anxiety and all the other craziness is, like you said, it's that surrender. Um, it's just that letting go and trusting that he has a better plan. But so many times we resist that. Yeah, because we get in our own way. And the thing is, if we're resisting what God wants to do with us, we have to ask ourselves, are you a control freak? Are you willing to let yeah. go of the reins? And at first it's hard. And it often comes as a shock when you haven't been aware of it. And awareness can be exciting, but also painful because mm -hmm. you realize, oh, I've messed up. Oh, I've done that thing. But, you know, one thing I know that as believers, we have, we get a reset button, which is awesome because we have the forgiveness through what God does. I mean, you know, when I'm writing books, I tend to find the enemy tries to attack me real hard and all the things of the past that I've dealt with, he like tries to bring back and tries to pull me back. So even as a, as a, um, as a habit, I've been taking communion every day because Girlfriend over here messes up every single day. I have yeah. to realign myself and say, sorry, Lord, I said the thing. I lost, got some road rage and, yeah. you know, I shouldn't have got agreed with that. But being quick to recognize your failures, recognize your mistakes. And I'm not saying get a big bat, beat yourself over the head. God doesn't yeah. work like that. Right. We just got to think. And even that question is to me, it's not like, what do I want to do today? It's God, how can I partner with you today? Yeah. Because he knows where we fit. That's and right. where he's going to put us is going to align with our heart's desires and it's going to align with our skill set and it's going to align with who he made us to be. Because the sooner we stop trying to be something we're not, mm. the sooner we're going to step into that alignment with what he's called us to be. And that's where the yoke becomes easy and the burden mm. is light, is yeah. when we take off the shackles of shoulda, woulda, couldas and what we call the ought self. In neuroscience, is like you have that ought self. Well, I ought to study this because my parents want me to do. Or I ought to take this job because it's going to make me more money. Mm -hmm. Being in an ought life is pretty boring. And it's going mm -hmm. to eventually result in internal frustration where it's going to come out in either implosion or explosion. Either you're going to lose it and start shouting and slicing and dicing people. Or then you're going to be imploding and getting depressed and anxiety and then not want to function. Either way, not so good. Right. So really the point is to... Is, and this sometimes comes as a shock, especially to those of us who are a little older, well, mm. young in years, but wise in wisdom, mm. who have been through life. And especially when you, you know, especially in the business world, I find like a lot of entrepreneurs who've been doing this a while, we kind of get prideful in the way that this is how we do things. Mm. Change is hard. It's a little easier with the youngins because the youngins know how to kind of lay in learn mode. And it's really being uh, being able to ask the Lord and say, what do you want me to learn today? And even mm. breaking it down for a daily, like I had to stop doing these forecastings for like six to five years, 10 years, it caused too much stress. Yeah. All I could manage, especially when I'm in something that is more intense is just break it down to today. And then mm. when I did the, the thing for today, celebrate through a party and then mm. be reset again for tomorrow. Because the last thing I checked in the Bible, he says I, his grace and is new every morning. Yeah. Uh, and if manna was every morning, uh, there's no ways I can just be, go to church on Sunday, have a little, have a little sip in the cup and a, you know, <laughs> And then think it's going to make it, I'm going to make it through the week. Right. No, 
So no. really it's getting it all together and just allowing ourselves to be aware that there's a problem, slowing down in order to have the plan, because if God gives you the GPS coordinates, he's going to show you the most efficient mm. way to get there. Mm. And without you crashing and burning. And But again, it all comes back to surrender. Are you willing to let go and let God have his way? Well, and maybe even at its simpler, what keeps coming to mind as you keep saying this is, do we trust him to be who he says he is? Because it is about surrendering, but it's hard to surrender if you don't trust him. So mm -hmm. then it really is about just, do you trust him to be who he says he is? You know, and, and we all have trust issues, myself included. And oftentimes <laughs> it is, I will admit and say, sometimes I don't trust God because I trusted him in the past and my brain went, oh, when last time you did that, that's what happened. So God isn't faithful to do that. And mm -hmm. I had to realize that was a very immature way of thinking because just like when you, as parents, if you have kids and you say to your, your, your child, okay, tomorrow we're going to go for ice cream. And the child is looking forward to it. And yeah, we're so excited. And then something for work comes up and all of a sudden you can't go. The child gets disappointed. But what happens is if you do that often enough, you keep building up this child's expectations and then you blow the expectations, the child's eventually going to get cynical and is not going to believe you and not going to trust you by your word. Mm. But that often happens in the Christian world. And we often think, well, you know, and this is why people, a lot of people fall away from faith, especially when they're like maybe being taught as kids and they go to college and they get, yeah. you know, all this other influence. And it really comes down to, and it's almost like we feel justified to turn our back and say, well, God, you weren't faithful there. So why should I trust you now? Mm. But really what the question, that isn't really the question. The question is, did you have uh, expect unrealistic expectations? Mm. And were you hoping for something that God never said you were meant to do? For example, mm. in the business world, I had this, this happened where, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And Lord, I'll just pray you bless me to do this. And, and you know, did all the things and then I tanked. And yep. then I'm like, this is not fair, Lord. You said you would bless me. And he said, but I never said you should do that. And mm. I was like, ooh, I suppose I went ahead and didn't really ask. Mm. It was what I wanted. But yeah. it wasn't really within his plan. And he permitted it for a season mm -hmm. in order to let me learn a lesson. But unless I was willing to say and, and exchange that, okay, God, what are we doing today? Yeah. Because he he knows that is that takes the pressure off. I don't have to perform. I don't have to be anxious about the results. Because just like Jesus, when he went to sleep in the boat, the reason he did not freak out because he knew he still had stuff to do. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not dying tonight. So I don't really don't know why you guys are freaking out. God didn't tell me we're dying tonight. So chillax, please. So I've realized if God, if this is God's plan, I just have to allow myself to take that step. Mm. But have to question, if you have trust issues with God and you have a little bit of resentment, you need to look at when that started and ask yourself, was it mm. me putting my expectations on God and praying to, that God would just bless my idea? Or was this really God? Because mm. I think God gets a bad rap a lot for things yeah. and people turn away for bad behavior of other people in the church or so-called Christians behaving a certain way. That's not God's fault. That's people. That's us as humans. We are inherently flawed. So that's why we need to exchange that every day. You know, come to Jesus every day. Go. I call it a spiritual shower. Thank yeah. you, Lord. Wash me clean because I <laughs> mess up every day. Amen. Amen. Amiga, we're going to run out of time soon. Is there anything you wanted to make sure you got to talk about today that I didn't get to ask you about? Well, we've, we have covered a lot of uh, information today and, you know, I hope that's been useful for your audience, but I must, I would love to share the resource I have available. Yes, please. That if you want more information about what I do, I talk a lot about, you know, uh, neuroscience and faith and all this fun stuff. I have my own YouTube channel, Mamika Cooney, and my latest book, Unstick Your Mind is, uh, the title is Shift Your Mindset, Develop Grit and Break mm -hmm. Barriers. 
Mm. And it's a great intersection of where faith and mindset and neuroscience uh, come together. And I've done a lot of research in how the brain actually works. And really, it's talking about renewing your mind. So if you want more resources, come to my website, mamikakuni.com, which I'll spell for the audio listeners is M-I-M-I-K-A-C-O-O-N-E-Y.com. And I have blog posts. I have videos. I have free downloads. So come and um, check me out online and let's connect and let me know you heard on me on the show today. No, fantastic. We'll put all this in the show notes as well. Um, the book is going to be available. It's available on Amazon and everywhere you might buy books, I would imagine. Yes, and it will you... be available everywhere and you can get uh, get a copy. And um, there is a course that comes with it too. So if you're interested in taking this a step further, the book is a great resource to kind of, you know, get you aware of what this is. And I do have, um, it's like a coaching course that we I work with uh, facilitators and we are able to help and teach this concept. So definitely look me up online and connect. I'm sure you'll find some great resources useful today. Fantastic. Mika, thank you for being on the show. Before we go, my last question is always the same. I'm looking forward to your answer. In three generations, what do you hope your great-grandchildren remember about you? Well, they are certainly going to remember my my fiery nature, but also what I, I'm so legacy-minded that I really hope that they will appreciate the fact that we come from a family of, you know, really grounded, faith-driven Christians who've been able to do God's work by in whichever way we show up in our, in our lives, because I'm not expecting my children or grandchildren to follow my footsteps. They need to follow God's footsteps. Mm. And to me, I think the most important thing we can do is plant seeds today for the trees and the vineyards that are going to grow in mm. the future, no matter how that looks, because people talk about legacy and I'm not really interested in my legacy. I'm My legacy is going to be how I was able to bring people into the kingdom. Even if I get to heaven, I always say, I'm going to get to heaven with the, the scars scars, and the beat up marks. I made it and I brought them with me. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Thank you again, Mika. It's so good to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. Yeah. All right, everyone. We'll be with you again next time. Have a great day. God bless you. Eric L. Dunavit here. Thank you so much for joining us for Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. If you're a business owner or a family who is actively redefining success or have thoughts on kingdom impact or generational prosperity, and you would like to be a guest on the show, then I invite you to apply. Visit www.ericldunavant.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to share that either through text or social media. Take a screenshot of the show and share that and share what you learned if you know anyone that should be a guest on our show, we would also love for you to connect us to them. The best way to do that is to use hashtag redefining success. I love to read your thoughts and shares on social media. And we also are honored just to get any recommendations of people that you think we should be interviewing on the show. We are constantly adding new content, adding new podcasts. So first and foremost, I'm going to recommend that you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Also, you all of your likes, your reviews, your shares, all of that makes a big difference to the show. So if you'll include those when you can, we definitely appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, 
visit www.ericl360.com and all of my connections to social and other ways to get in touch with me are there. This is Eric L. Donovan, the Mindset Disruption Strategist, signing off. Until next time.